The Fantasy Football Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am happy to be joined today by my host, Justin. How you doing, my friend? Very good, very good. Happy Sunday, sir. Ready to get into some startup mock drafting. Uh, happy 4th of July weekend to you as well. Uh, very excited to be here, as always. You know, get a little uh, football talk in during the holiday. Absolutely. I am the other host, Emerson Beery. We are going to be diving into some dynasty mock drafting today. We're going to be doing the top three rounds, so the first 36 picks in most dynasty leagues. I'm always, I always joke about feeling fresh on these Sundays after my Friday and Saturday night bartending shifts. I'm in the mountain time zone, so still a little early for me. And of course, you have a daughter that is due tomorrow, but could could happen at any moment here. So we've been joking the last couple of podcasts. You could be just pulled out at any time. Yeah, I mean, I am uh, I am on the go. You know, I, I have the go bags ready. You know, we are patiently awaiting for our daughter to arrive tomorrow. July 3rd is the expected due date. But uh, yeah, you know, we had a little stretch there a few days ago where we were just like, all right, it feels like it's about to happen. But, you know, it's you know, it's a lot of this going on. Like, what? Are you sure? <laughs> you good? Are you, you're, you're good. You're not. OK, it's not happening right now. OK, I got you. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, pump fakes. That's that's for certain, you know, the past couple of days here. But no, we're uh, we're anxiously awaiting and we're excited, of course, uh, for our uh, firstborn to arrive. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, the induction, you know, scheduled for, you know, like a week after her uh, due date already. So I don't know. We'll see. How, we'll see how she goes here. Yeah, so, you know, we were planning on alternating picks, but, you know, if it, if we, like I said, could happen at any moment here. So, you know, if I have to finish off this draft myself, my friend, you feel free to run off. But I think we'll you'll, carve you'll out You'll know now. where I'm going if I run off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive into it here with that. First pick in a, this is a Dynasty Superflex. Tight, we'll call it a tight end premium. I wasn't able to put it on in the settings, but we'll call it a tight end premium Dynasty draft. So. With that, Justin, who is your first pick? Oh, you're gonna let me steal Patrick Mahomes from you? <laughs> I wanted some. I wanted to feel you take Patrick Mahomes. I know I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes. I just wanted to hear somebody fire else him take. up. Fire him up. Fire, give me some Patty Mahomes. Obviously, you know, in Superflex, you know, these top five picks are gonna be heavily targeted to the quarterback position. Uh, going elite QB in this situation is, you know, it's 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 what the market tells you to do. 
Now, if you want to divert away from the quarterback position through these first five picks, just know that you're setting yourself up for an uphill climb, most likely your first year or two. Uh, it's going to be a little bit tougher rebounding, you know, with a pick like Justin Jefferson. I can't think of a running back that you would take right here. In tight end premium, you know, if you got crazy, I guess you could talk yourself into Travis Kelsey for the first year, you know, boom ability. But again, you're just going to be exposing yourself to a lot of, you know, potential threat at the quarterback position, you know, as the uh, other members of your draft are going to be heavily targeting QB. So you want to lean into that, that theme here early. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, the quarterback longevity is obviously there for him and everything that we've seen from him. He has the highest ceiling, I still believe, of any of the top, you know, five QBs in the league right now for the next four to five year window. You know, as a Chiefs fan, you won't hear any argument when we don't think about it. Didn't Just draft so. Patrick Mahomes has the safest floor top, you know. I'd like I said, the next player on my list, if we were doing a two year league, well, this is a good lead in. If we were doing a two year league, Jalen Hurts would be my first pick, actually. But in a dynasty league, I totally would take Patrick Mahomes as well. You're getting a guy who's going to be, you know, he doesn't have that rushing upside. So maybe he does he have the highest ceiling in 2023 is Jalen Hurts? No, but who's going to be a top five quarterback every single season for the mm -hmm. for the remainder of however long your dynasty league exists? That's Patrick Mahomes. But Jalen Hurts in a perfect situation has AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard all tied up for the next three seasons. Jalen hurts tied up for at least for the next three or four seasons as well. Supreme rushing upside, great offensive line. There's really, you couldn't draw up a more perfect situation for Jalen hurts to succeed. So I would not surprise me if he strung together back to back quarterback one performances over the next couple of years. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, I don't play in any, two-year league so that that takes <laughs> hypothetically speaking yeah, hypothetically yeah. speaking that that was an interesting take but no i think jalen hurts has a very safe floor um you know long term i still like the passing quarterbacks a little bit more than the rushing upside guys so in the short term yeah you know there, there's definitely a little bit more value there and it's you know built in you know the injury potential and i just think career longevity when you're looking at these like pure pocket passers i feel like they have a little bit more upside you know to go deeper into their you know higher expectation of age participation right guys that can play into maybe you know their late 30s early 40s ie patrick mahomes and i'll just lead that into my next pick uh, a joe burrow i'm going to i'm going to go joey b over josh allen here I like the upright pocket passing gunslinger young QBs in this league, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. They fit those molds for me. And Joe Burrow, as far as a passing efficiency goes, he was number one uh, in the NFL last year uh, per PFF ranking. There's a lot to like about him. He has very reliable weapons around him that he has a ton of chemistry with. You look at you know the Chiefs, you look at the Bills. They're trying to kind of piece the weapons around their star quarterbacks, right? Joe Burrow, he has a ton of chemistry with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, receivers that he's been playing with since he jumped into the league, like the same grouping, and they're all very good. You know, Mahomes, he still has Kelsey, obviously, but again, they're trying to kind of piece weapons around Kelsey as Kelsey's fading into the back end of his career. Jalen Hurts, he's got a great situation. He's got like one of the deepest offenses in the league, but then you look at, you know, Josh Allen, 
yeah, he's got Stefan Diggs. We're talking about uh, Dalton Kincaid being his second best wide receiver. That's not good. That's 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 not giving me good feelings. Uh, I like Gabe Davis. You know, I like some of the running backs that they've stacked up with. But, you know, I, I feel, you know, per the social media, as you go out there and you talk about the weapons that are being, you know, you know, given to Josh Allen. And I think that they're criminally underrated in comparison to what some of these other teams are doing for their star quarterbacks. Before I dive into why Josh Allen would have been my third pick, I just want to tell you one more shout out to our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Is Dogs it because make... he looks better in Bird Dogs than Joe Burrow. Yeah, well, that 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 most certainly. Have you seen? Well, it's it wasn't it isn't part of it, but have you seen Josh Allen's those shoulders? You know, that's it. It's. It I just thought you were about to ask dogs. me if I saw his thighs. That's what I thought. <laughs> those were the words that were about to be coming out of your mouth. Is have well, you seen I'm, his I'm, thighs? I, I'm sure his thighs look good, but no, I, I was talking about those massive shoulders sitting on top of those shorts that he's wearing. Um, I imagine if we're going to a beach party, I'm taking Josh Allen, not Joe Burrow. But to tell you about Swag the why on Joey bird dogs B, my making, friend. That's the wrong answer again. You got to let me get out the bird dog shout out. <laughs> That's hilarious. Though. Bird our dogs over is bird. our safe word around here. So it's okay. We can, we can take as long as we need to. Whenever you need a moment, you just say bird dogs. They've got our backs. We've got yours. Whoa. Go ahead. Whoa. Let the people know what's up. Gosh, absolutely. And the people have night have a night now a nice visual of hopefully Joe Burrow and Josh Allen in these bird dog shorts. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculptured look. They fit way better than regular shorts and are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric as well that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So I'll be taking those out to the farmer's market after I get out with this podcast. Then I'll be throwing them around a little bit, a little bit of Frisbee golf, and then I'll be taking them to work really well. I won't be wearing them while I'm bartending, but when I go into work change. So they are multifaceted shorts, people. <laughs> but I'm just saying Joe Burrow at the, at the beach, at the beach club and those Cartier sunglasses. I mean, come on, stop. I mean, come I'm on. I'm not now. saying Joe Burrow's not cool, but he's a skinny, he's a skinny guy. He's not a Josh Allen out there. Josh Allen yeah, suit looks like Superman. I'm yeah, Yeah. You're not wrong. He is. He is a Clark Kent looking mofo. That's, that's for show. That's for show. You know, not, not, not quite the chiseled looks of that actor, whatever his name is. Uh, Henry Gosh, Cavill, he's Henry definitely Cavill. he is definitely more in the Henry Cavill territory. I would say no. Joe Burrow is more in like the um, I don't know, like I don't, even the kid from Smallville. He beefed up too. Now that I think about it, Joe Burrow has the swag. Okay, he has the swag, but I'll give him that. If he's holding a cigar at the beach, he's going to be looking good. Yeah. But why I would have taken Josh Allen at the number three is you know if we were picking quarterbacks five years from now to who i was picking to be most successful i might go joe burrow as well but i'm playing you know the reason i took jalen hurts the reason i took i would take josh allen at the one three is you know this two to three year window that we're playing in josh allen still was a top five quarterback in 11 games last season when he was slightly limited i think we did maybe see josh allen go through the growing pains that patrick mahomes went through a lot of these quarterbacks are adjusting to these two high safety coverages that defenses are employing now Josh, they're restricting that deep ball for Josh. Josh Allen's going to have to learn to play quarterback in a normal offense, just how Patrick Mahomes did. And I think Josh Allen can do that. I, I'm betting mm -hmm. on Josh Allen to reinvent himself a little bit here. And I think it's going to be a bounce back season for Josh Allen. A relatively bounce back season because so, he was terrific last year too. So throw him up at number four, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Okay. So my only counter argument to, to Allen, and again, this is based in dynasty leagues, where you said right now the the two to three year one – Two to three year window is better, right? 
Yes, I believe so. So I think, and this isn't a narrative that I'm, that I'm like over overly buying or that I'm running to, but I think that we also need to take into consideration his regression these past three seasons. Like his numbers have gone down three years in a row. Joe Burrow's numbers have only gone up three years in a row. And again, like that's not a narrative that I think that we should like, like overly invest in, but I think it's something to acknowledge. And I think that, you know, looking at the numbers these past three seasons, looking at the weapons around each of these guys and the you know, the predictability of the flow of their offense, how they're going to score points. I th I still think that Joe Burrow's in a good situation to outscore Josh Allen this season and next. I I disagree just because of the rushing upside. I know he has mm -hmm. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to carry him there, but you're mm -hmm. always just betting on a lot of that. Everything has to go right for the, sure. for those, for the passing quarterback to get there, I always think. And it can go right. Jamar, I mean, Cincinnati's and that's the perfect offense. It should go right. But just mm -hmm. saying, I think any injury to Jamar Chase or T. Higgins could derail that a little bit. You know, just there's a lot of things that have to go right. Josh Allen has that safe rushing upside, at least for the next couple seasons, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But where are you going, number five, my friend? Oh man, Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert? I know it's where I go. Big, it's kind of a coin flip for me. I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the you know, stand in the pocket, deliver downfield, deep ball accuracy. Again, I'm looking at, you know, high potential ceilings here. You know, Justin Herbert feels like a quarterback that's closer to totaling 50 touchdowns than Lamar Jackson is. And Lamar Jackson could very well do that, but I think it's a safer bet to target Justin Herbert here, who, again, standing in the pocket, delivering the ball downfield, has a lot of weapons around him. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens have loaded up as well. Uh, but I feel like this is a very deep group, probably the deepest uh, pass uh, pass catching group that Justin Herbert has had so far. Adding in Quinton Johnson and Joshua Palmer behind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, I like that. Of course, you're always bringing back Austin Eckler, who's always got a lot a ton of potential to you know catch over 100 passes and an offense that's going to throw the ball a lot. You're bringing over uh, Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people are excited about him and his involvement now in this offense. So I'm going to take Justin Herbert here. I do think it's kind of a, a slight edge over Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is super electric, and there are a lot of good things, you know, pointing in his direction right now. But I still think that the the career longevity, you know, to me, again, I just like these these passing uh, quarterbacks over the rushing upside QBs, especially in Dynasty. I would agree with that. You know, you're going to see, I actually have Justin Herbert as my quarterback for even ahead of Joe Burrow. I love the talent. Oh. I love the big arm. I love the extra rushing upside that he provides. We saw Rashawn Slater miss time last season, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. He himself suffered a rib cartilage injury. So I think just played Herbert through it is, too. Yeah, played through, played through it too. It. Crazy. Uh, limited his rushing upside, uh, career, you know, among his three years last year was his lowest rushing production because he was mm -hmm. playing injured. I think we see a bounce back. I think that touchdown production bounces back too. This is where it gets a little tough for me. And this is where I deviate. You're going to tell me why I'm wrong here, but I think I, people, it's not popular. I understand why people don't like this guy. Whoa, 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 Deshaun whoa, Watson. whoa, no, Sean Watson. No, 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 no. My quarterback six. Top five quarterback three years in a row, pure passing ability that rivals that of a Patrick Mahomes, that of a Joe Burrow. I get why people don't like him. We we don't need to. I know exactly why people don't like him, and I understand why you wouldn't want him on your fantasy team. But this guy is a very very good player. He was playing in bad weather in his final six games. He hadn't played in nearly two years. Just hadn't been had a fully off season dedicated to football. 
finished as a top 12 quarterback in his final two weeks. I think we see Deshaun Watson as much as people maybe don't want to see it. We're going to see Deshaun Watson bounce back. As far as a fantasy asset goes, the Cleveland Browns are a very good team as well. Surround him with a very good offense. I think we see him uh, bounce back to closer to what he was in Houston. Emerson, I haven't cracked these things out yet all offseason. I haven't had to take them out yet, but I'm, I'm throwing both of them, buddy. That's one. Flags on the play. All right, I'm hey. throwing both the yellow and the red. I'm throwing, I'm throwing down 15 yards and a challenge here, buddy. Listen, you can be, you can be high on Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm not knocking you for that. This is not how you play the ADP game, my friend. Deshaun Watson would have been available in, in the second round. No, that, no way. Yes, he second. would have. Yes, he would have. The, the market is so much higher on Justin Fields. It's so much higher on Trevor Lawrence. We've made this a tight end premium league. So you know that Travis Kelsey had just as much it's odds dynasty. to go. I understand, Travis but Kelsey's fallen. Travis Kelsey would go in the back end of this first round. No I guarantee way. it. He would. Yes, he would. He's a, he's a third. He's a borderline third or fourth round pick in a dynasty. You can't have it both ways, my friend. One week you debate me that you know I can't have Travis Kelsey as number five in my dynasty rankings. The next week, oh, it's outlandish and in a tight end premium league, he wouldn't go in the first round. I, I just don't like pulling him up the board here. To me, he's well available for somebody in the turn and still most likely in the middle of the second round. I, I just think you're bringing him way up the board way too fast. This is aggressive. I, I think he could, he maybe would have been there in a couple of picks. You see maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe Lamar Jackson go ahead of him. I don't think he falls too much further. I, I do not see him getting drafted over Justin Fields after the season that he had last year. That's all favoritism aside. Like could, I just do could not fall behind see Justin it. Fields. Sure. Could fall behind Justin Fields. I think he goes you maybe I, Justin Jefferson, but I think he got right at that 110, 111. He'd sure be gone, I think. I could see somebody pulling up Anthony Richardson or Tua Tagovailoa. People are crazy, man. I mean, it, it could you, you never know who's you know, it comes down to the managers at the end of the first round. They're not taking him because of you know, the play, the, the person that he is. And I understand sure. that. Sure. However, but that's the reason. All right. Well, you also mentioned cold weather in there, buddy. It's not getting warmer in Cleveland. All right. Global warming is happening everywhere else. It's not happening in Cleveland, my friend, like the weather there, it's not going to improve overnight for this guy until his team builds a dome or he moves <laughs> or the team moves to Houston <laughs> like that. Uh, it, it, he's still going to be dealing with the wind, the snow, the rain. I mean, it's one of the reasons that I'm I'm betting on regression from Amari Cooper this this upcoming season. So, I mean, for some of the reasons that you listed why he wasn't good, yeah, I understand he's going to make progressions. He's got the full off season. Kevin Stefanski, you know, he's a pretty smart guy. He's not a dumb dumb. You know, I, I think you, you can call a pretty good playbook for him. But at the same time, I just don't believe that this meets up with the market. And I feel like you've you know you've let somebody have Justin Jefferson for free. I I, I, I still think that Justin Jefferson and at pick six isn't that bad. I mean, I'm going with him next, so you you, you can go th go ahead and throw him off the board here. Uh, I do think that you can, you know, sell yourself into some Justin Jefferson if you really want to. You know, Travis Kelsey with tight end premium here. Um, if you're going all in, you know, if you're you're fading some of you know the youth uh, QB movement or elite QB movement, I should say. Some of these guys are getting up there in age, uh, Mahomes and Allen, but. Regardless, I, I think that pick six or seven is a good time to, to pivot to the skill positions. Justin Jefferson has had over, what, 1,600 yards these past two seasons. He's going for the third year in a row this year. 
he's as close as, as we have right now to our like generational best receiver. The only thing that's blocking him, you know, from continuing the path that he's been on is a potential injury knocking on wood right now. That's all that you're betting against. There's no reason to have Jamar Chase over him. There's no reason to have a CMC or a Bijan even in, in Dynasty. He's been showing you why he's the best player, best skill position player in the NFL. And again, as long as he doesn't maintain a serious injury, he's going to be that for this next season, maybe the next two. The only person I could see potentially competing with him at that wide receiver one slot is Cooper Cup. And obviously you're not putting Cooper Cup into this type of scenario. He's, you know, almost or he's over 30 years old now. So JJ for me here at pick seven, uh, are you going to stay on with the uh, skill position here or is it time for uh, for Anthony Richardson? I'm going to flip it back to quarterback, but not Anthony Richardson. But first, I'm going to give pay one more round of bills really quick. Tell you that the folks that we are brought also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog. Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, so I would, I'm would i actually going to go, it's a little early for Richardson for me, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence, the phenom quarterback prospect. I think he is all, another guy in a perfect situation here. Jaguar offense just brought in Calvin Ridley. Improving offensive line is is average, I would say, to above average. Skill position players, one of the best skill position assemblies, I would say, in the NFL. Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne. It is endless for Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I think it's really an opportunity for him to capitalize and make people see, you know, why he was this phenom, once-in-a-generation quarterback prospect. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's never going to be Peyton Manning or anybody like that. But I think he can be darn close. You know, he can be a very, 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 very good quarterback in this league. Let's just put it that way. So Trevor Lawrence, I feel like, although maybe a player like Lamar Jackson, Anthony Richardson, ultimately have slightly more upside. I'd see Trevor Lawrence as it has a little more pure passing ability, has more longevity. Yeah, I would have taken him over to Sean Watson in a heartbeat. He's four years younger. He's in a pass-friendly offense. They're going to throw the ball a lot. He has a better group of receivers. I, I like, yeah, I would have taken him at pick six. So that, that's an easy one there for me. No disagreement whatsoever. But you did forget to mention our boy Tank Bigsby. Going to have a big year. Just saying. Where are you going at nine? Oh, uh, that's it's tough. I'm going to I'm gonna go back to a position player so we can divvy it out here. Um, most dynasty startups, I still do not see this many quarterbacks going in the first round. Um, so, yeah, go with Jamar Chase. Go ahead. Go ahead and fire him up. <laughs> I, I, you, you knew, you knew. I, I saw you. Yeah, yeah the your little hand over him. Uh, Jamar Chase is still in a very good situation. I do see his you know, potential target share in this offense actually going up in the next few years because you and I have discussed this before. It's just we just don't know how they can manage keeping on a T. Higgins and a Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow managing all those potential contracts. So while he has one of the most incredibly safe floors right now that floor could be going up a few levels in the next season or two with a potential departure of a T Higgins with a Tyler Boyd. I see the offense, you know, kind of getting into a situation where it may look more like the bills in the next season or two after the departure of some of these weapons, because you're going to have, you know, your 
phenom QB and wide receiver stack in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But after this this window here where, you know, some of their finances get into a little bit more of a stickier situation, you're going to see them start to build not 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 piecemeal weapons. I hope I hope they can get some electricity back into that offense, whether it be via the draft or trades or, you know, team friendly signings. You know, I think you're going to see it where there's a bigger disparity of talent at the you know pass catching positions between Jamar Chase and then maybe him separating himself from the rest of the group. But for right now, I still think that, you know, this draft stock is is warranted here at pick nine because you're getting somebody that can still play on your dynasty roster for another eight to 10 seasons. Like he's going to be around for a while and the way that they use him and just, again, his familiarity with Joe Burrow, I, I think it definitely uh, demands this type of draft stock. I'm playing off your, your your quarterback pick at number three there. You know, if you're if Joe Burrow is your quarterback three, Guess what? I think, or maybe your quarterback too, even maybe you would have taken him over Jalen Hurts. If that's the case, yeah. I have Jamar Chase actually as my dynasty wide receiver one. There you go. I know you said that was crazy. I love I love the situation tied to Joe Burrow for the long mm-hmm. term. I slightly prefer the talent and profile and slightly more athletic as well. Just small, small, small differences between Justin Jefferson. I totally get anybody mm-hmm. taking Justin Jefferson. Me personally. My dynasty wide receiver one, though, is actually Jamar Chase. So I like that pick. I don't, it's not that it's crazy. It's just that this this one season, I just think, gives him the edge. Because okay. this one, this sense. yeah, this one year, obviously the, you know, the demand for targets in that Minnesota offense is just all JJ. You know, obviously we're going to see a little bit of movement for TJ Hawkinson, but there's just less threats. There's less th- threats for touches this year. That could change after this year. Makes sense. Next, for the 110, I'm flipping it. Once again, only thing I'm taking is quarterbacks. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Coming off of three disappointing seasons, it's it's a little bit risky. Obviously, he's failed to meet those expectations since that MVP season due to injuries, and that's kind of the risk. You know, I've seen some recent statistics suggesting maybe dual-threat quarterbacks don't get injured quite as much as we think, but putting yourself out there to get tackled, I would think, you know, adds a little bit more risk to it, and it's shown with Lamar Jackson these recent few years, although he is locked into a brand new contract. So this resets him. He's locked in for the long haul, has a lot of guaranteed money, new offensive coordinator, best skill position, probably assemblies he's had since he's been in Baltimore. So I think Lamar Jackson is set up for success. Although I would say that if he doesn't, if he doesn't meet those expectations this year, if he's not a top at least five fantasy quarterback, I think those wheels could fall out beneath his dynasty value a little bit. Yeah, no argument there. Uh, probably should have gone off the board closer to six or seven, but you know, we're moving. <laughs> I know you didn't like the Watson pick, so I get it. I get it, Justin. <laughs> Where are you going at one eleven? Mm, it's tough. It's tough. Let's stick with the let's stick with the QBs. Let's just let's really get aggressive in this lobby here with go with Fields. Yeah, you know you were going right to him. You know, you know he is guy. Justin Fields finished as a top ten QB in fantasy last season. I, all signs point to that being uh, very likely to happen again in twenty twenty three. The offensive line is better. He has much better receivers. In comp- the, this group, in comparison to what he was working with, is light years ahead of the twenty twenty two group. Relying on just Darnell Mooney and Cole Clement, we saw that that wasn't going to be enough. This team went out and invested in Chase Claypool. I know that he's you know getting rummaged through social media and the news, and not the most positive light right now. 
but I don't believe that that's going to affect you know how he's actually going to be used week one when the season fires up. Obviously, adding DJ Moore is huge for this offense, going to really help the development of Justin Fields. I well believe he is worth this, you know, 111 pick in Dynasty. His ability to escape the pocket and create space and create extra time behind what was a just ridiculously bad offensive line last season. Group's going to improve this year. Adding that in with his, you know, spontaneity, what he can do behind the line, his creativity, his athleticism, and underrated deep ball. People don't get to see it enough just because of how bad the team has been. But you go back, you can see some, you know, some pretty big splash plays last year. Go back and look at that Dolphins game. Go look at back at the the Dallas matchup. There is some good tape on Justin Fields chucking this ball downfield. It's just that you know Buddy couldn't count to three, let alone count to two most uh, most snaps last year. One of the most sacked QBs. Something Chicago fans are familiar with. But I do believe that brighter days are ahead. Again, warranting Jay Fields at one eleven in Dynasty. A lot of quarterbacks, and this is the you know this is usually at least if you're getting in with some experienced drafters, this is usually I think you know I did a player profiler uh, league kind of draft, and this is kind of how the first round just went. This is my first dynasty actually draft of the summer. I, I'm in 30 plus leagues, but all of them I joined during COVID, and I don't like leaving leagues, so I've been <laughs> I haven't been joining a lot of dynasty leagues lately. But good on um, you, man. I I don't like folks that just you're like oh it's year three, I'm out of here. Like what? Yeah, so yeah, I, I've been sticking like- to it. I've been sticking to it, so I haven't been joining a lot of leagues, but I'm going to flip over now. I'm going to go a skill position player. I'm going to go with Bijan Robinson. Right. I, uh, a little riskier. I know there's some safer wide receivers on the board here, but give me the phenom running back prospect who can make it, who could be that Christian McCaffrey for my team for the next six or seven years. You know, that difference making pass catcher. 104 forced tackles missed were the most since the stats been recorded in college football last season phenom prospect that you know checks every single box you were looking for elite athlete contact balance pass catcher tackle breaking ability i mean so I, I i like the opportunity to grab the first running back off the board here yeah uh no argument young someone that i i would bet that is going to have at least 300 touches this season if i had to pick three players to get 300 plus touches Bijan would be a lock in my in my top three probably alongside cmc and derrick henry you know, I, I just think that he's going to have a huge role uh, in the, with the Atlanta Falcons. They have a very good offensive line, obviously lacking at the quarterback position right now. On paper, the market's super low on Desmond Ritter. I'm betting that Arthur Smith is going to is going to maybe not create the next big thing in Desmond Ritter, but I think that he's going to make him look, you know, maybe more special than he is. So I'm I'm excited to see what that Atlanta Falcons offense is going to look like. I do believe it's going to be led by Bijan Robinson, most touches, most volume. Uh, most action in that group. Um, let's see. Let's let's keep riding with the QBs. I'll go with Dak, uh, Dakota Prescott. <clears throat> get a look at. Oh, I'm pulling him up the board here. Okay, okay. Uh, I saw some of those other young QBs ahead of him there on the list. I, I still think that he's got a lot to give here. Right now, we don't have any investment other than Tony Pollard at the running back position. Yeah, they grabbed Deuce Vaughn in the draft, but a lot of folks are low on him. No one's really high on Malik Davis. I just got him in like the last round of a 22-round best ball league. I was kind of surprised that Malik Davis fell that far. Um, but this offense is going to pass a lot this season. That may change in the upcoming years, but Dak Prescott's still a very good passer in the NFL. I like the weapons around him. They added Brandon Cooks. That should definitely be a big bump up from uh, a Noah Brown. Oh, my goodness. You know, we had, 
CeeDee Lamb than Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz. I feel like this offense is going to look a little bit better this year with Brandon Cooks uh, alongside CeeDee Lamb. And I think it just signifies that they are going to pass the ball a bit more than they have been. Kellen Moore, you know, balanced things out a little bit more last year. Tony Pollard was was running the ball a lot, but he's returning from injury. So I think that that, you know, question we should be questioning, you know, if that's going to be or if that scenario is going to play out the same this season. I think this team passes a lot more than they do run uh, in 2023. I like Dak Prescott a lot still. And again, given, you know, the the room here, I, I got to get, you know, a, a decent QB alongside my my stud RB and Bijan Robinson. I don't want to be too naked at the position. I don't want, you know, Bijan's stock to be, you know, wasted, you know, for a couple of seasons as I try to, you know, figure out the quarterback position and make my way to the playoffs. All right. I like the pick there. You know, I do have another guy and, you know, this is a player, you know, and if you're playing the ADP game, you can get him in the late second to maybe even early third. I think I'm doing it here just to remind people how good he is. This is another player you can you can yell at me for if you want. This is Anthony Richardson. That's okay, pick. I'm going. Nope, going deeper. Going deep. Gotta go. Oh, here he is. Here he is. Kyler oh, Murray. Oh, ew. Top seven in fantasy points per game each of the last three seasons. Still a top. I have him ranked ahead of Justin Fields. Well, I've gone back and forth. I actually have him behind just. I just put him behind Justin ew. Fields just because of the risk. I I see still a top ten dynasty quarterback in my eyes. Has the athletic ability, has the talent. He's not going anywhere. You know, Kyler Murray is certainly a star. You know, he has the supreme talent to be a starter in this league. We want him to stay healthy. The Arizona Cardinals offense was a mess last year, but Kyler Murray was still a very productive fantasy player, very accurate as well. Although a lot of that production did come when the Arizona offense was down by a lot. You might be waiting on him a little bit in 2023, but I think by 2024, we're talking about an elite asset again, maybe a better. Better if you are a rebuilding team or willing to take a productive struggle year. Maybe not someone to target here, especially if you're competing. But, man, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, that is a dynamic setup. The dead uh, roster, 2023. <laughs> Kyler Murray is going to be bounce back. I guarantee it. He's too good not to. And Jamie checking in here. I'm glad to get you on the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. Jamie did get a notification for this. We'll have to fix that for you, Jamie. Get you uh, subscribed over to the uh, live notifications for SGPN. Good to have you in, though, my friend. I know you disagreed with that. So who, who's your next pick there? I'll just go to skill position. Let's go to uh, let's go CD Lamb. CD Lamb, okay. Going going Very with nice. the with the with the youth uh, here. Um, still twenty four years old. Going to be in his fourth year. Oh yeah, hundred coming off one hundred and seven catches last season, career year. I still think that that we can grow from that number. Uh, I think he's got a lot of a lot of opportunity. All the things I just said about Dak Prescott, really young still. I mean, uh, I I do think that there is a reality where he could potentially outscore Chase or Jefferson this season. Going forward beyond this year, I'm not so sure. I just feel like Dallas is going to have to throw the ball a lot. Their defense is a bit better, which is probably my biggest concern for that take. Is like you know maybe they they can park the bus in a in a few extra games. Their defense is getting a little bit better. It was very good last year. A lot of uh, turnovers, a lot of takeaways. So that would be the only thing really halting me there. A lot to like about his age, the longevity of the receiver position, and he's given you uh, really good production so far. He's had at least uh, 12 yards per catch over the last three seasons. 
again, these are numbers I feel we can grow from. And he has yet to hit double-digit touchdowns. He just had uh, nine last year. Again, an opportunity that I think we can bring home in 2023 and maybe even 2024. Good pick. That's my wide receiver three as well. I'm going to keep taking the quarterbacks, though. I am mm -hmm. going to go with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Anthony Richardson at the 2-4. You get in that quarterback with that potential you know, top player in fantasy upside, most athletic player to ever grace the NFL combine, only a 55% completion percentage in his only season at Florida. I didn't see a guy who – I just saw a guy who hadn't got a lot of snaps out there, needed a lot of growing to do, and hopefully he gets a chance to do that. He got that top five draft capital we were looking for. I couldn't draw up a better landing spot for him in this NFL draft, I didn't think, than the Indianapolis Colts. That's where I wanted him to go. Michael Pittman obviously got the Philadelphia offensive coordinator's name, and I'm forgetting it in these early morning podcasts, but he is the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, we saw what he did with Jalen Hurts Station. last season. Station, yeah. And I think he can hopefully draw up something similar for Anthony Richardson. It's going to be some growing pains. I don't think he's, you know, I don't panic. You know, if you draft Anthony Richardson this guy, don't panic sell after, you know, initial slower start because we saw how Jalen Hurts and, the you know, Lamar Jackson actually started off pretty hot. But, you know, these guys didn't weren't quarterback ones their first few starts or so give Anthony Richardson some time to develop because he's even rawer than them coming into the NFL. That's what mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I mean, we've talked about this before about him going in the first round and um, like single QB, you know, if, if you, if you want to really chase his ceiling. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I, I like the potential outlook for him there. Uh, there are just quarterbacks that I would still prefer to take over him because again, I feel like I can get him a little bit later in ADP he is one of those players I just feels like they're, it's a very polarized player, right? Like you're coming into a draft, one room could be incredibly high on him, and someone overdrafts him. You know, they take him well ahead of ADP, which I would uh, still say that you did here, maybe by a handful, handful of picks. Um, and that's going to go with my next pick. You know, I, I, do you know who I'm going to draft here? Is it a quarterback? It's a quarterback. Do you know who it is? Getting him at value. I think go, probably go, I'm going to go say down the CJ. board. Oh, go it's down. down. Oh, it's down. Okay. I don't know who you're. Oh God. No, no, Justin. Do it. No, do it. Do it. If you get to take Deshaun Watson at six, I can take Jared Goff as the 13th quarterback in dynasty. Oh, Justin, stop. Put it on the board, Emerson. Oh, stop it. God. Jared Goff in the middle of the second round of a dynasty startup, Justin. Come on now. Where is he supposed to go? Where is he supposed to go? Not he's coming here. off of Not again, here. he's coming off of what quarterback seven? Ugh. He has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. He's got now Amon Ra St. Brown, who is a darling. I'm surprised he hasn't been drafted yet. My goodness. Everyone is super high on him. The offense is only getting better. Again, it's tough for me to hear everyone say all of these great things about Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown and a stud pass-catching running back in Jameer Gibbs, yet we can't say good things about the quarterback. I just I don't understand this reality. This offense is looking better and better by the day, and I'm a Bears fan for crying out loud. Like I'm not going out on this limb for nothing. I... Harvey didn't believe in Jared Goff, okay? Like, give me all the Jared Goff I can get. Hey, no problem, Jamie. I think Deshaun Watson's <laughs> gross at pick six, all right, pal? All right, don't even get me started with the gross takes over oh. here. He's one year younger 
than Dak Prescott. I, I, I don't understand it. So again, you have to bet on a ton of regression from last season. The Detroit Lions knew how to make him successful. And I do believe that that offensive line is a big part of it. Like the offensive line that he had with the Rams was not good. The fact that he was good at times with the Rams was because he was bus driving, right? Oh, he's just throwing to the spot that McVay tells him to throw. I'm like, well, McVay doesn't throw footballs. So at the end of the day, I'd say that his ceiling is a little bit higher than Sean McVay's offense, quote unquote. Had one of his most efficient seasons in the NFL last year. Only seven interceptions. The uh, the total on touchdowns is escaping me. I want to say 27. I don't know if you have that up in front of you, but regardless, everything is pointing in a good direction for Jared Goff moving forward. Again, at his age of 28, if I'm taking Dak Prescott at pick, what, 13, why is it so arguable that you can't take Jared Goff at what whatever it is? Pick a – I don't know what that is total. I can't zoom in right now. Oh, it's 16, it's pick, 18. I think it's pick 17, 17. Oh. And again, you look at this board, how many quarterbacks are available? How many skill positions are available? I can, I can keep going if you want me to, buddy. Feel free to jump yeah. in here anytime. Oh God. It's because uh, I'm yeah. waiting for, I'm waiting for an avalanche of arguments against Jared Goff right now. I want to hear him. Jared Goff, what's the upper, what's the upper end outcome? Like, was he Kirk I just Cup? Like, told be you the best, the upper like, end outcome. Works, a top 10 QB perfectly. in the NFL. That's what you're I'm telling he, you. You're hoping he ages like a Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? He's not an upper high-end quarterback talent in this league. You're just betting on the hopefully Detroit. Hopefully Detroit doesn't ever so, have the draft capital to so replace you, him. Hopefully you had zero argument with Dak Prescott at pick 13. Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions last year. So why is Dak Prescott better than Jared Goff? I mean, we're betting what we've seen. I guess we're betting on what we've seen in the past from Dak Prescott. I, he is proven to be an elite. He can He has 5,000 yards within his range. So does Jared, Jared Goff. Goff has to have so that does Jared perfect Goff. situation. He, Jared Goff has to have that absolutely perfect situation that he has shown in the past. So if Detroit doesn't have one of the best offensive lines in the league with a plethora of skill position talent, which they have at the moment, but if injuries arise or if anything happens to that, Jared Goff is going to probably face plant like he has in the past. That is that is the well, risk. That is why Jared Goff is a replaceable talent, and I would not take him in the second round of a dynasty draft. Well, if Amari Cooper gets hurt, man, I really feel bad for Deshaun Watson's season. Man, uh, I really wish Kyler Murray had one single weapon in his oh. offense that he could utilize, you know, with high volume. Like, I don't know, maybe like a DeAndre Hopkins or somebody like that. Uh, man, I hope Anthony Richardson doesn't, tear his ACL and can't run anymore. I mean, yeah, you want to bring injuries into the conversation. I can take down all of these picks. I mean, again, I, I love the that we have a, a great back and forth with Jared Goff here, but someone I feel is You're incredibly underrated in the in every market there is, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty, whether it's best ball, you are betting against the Jared Goff brand. You are betting against his past and not what we have seen now in his present. He doesn't play for the Rams anymore. So I think that we should probably start to take some of that, uh, you know, exposure that we saw from him there, the production that he put up, and maybe try to forget about it a little bit. Because if we want to, if we want to cite the bad from Los Angeles, why can't we cite the good? Like I said, when things go right for Jared Goff, he's a very good player. It's just I find him, <laughs> yeah. I find him to be. Replaceable talent. It's just it, 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 things going to keep going perfectly for him. This guy. Let's look here. I mean, in his first season in Detroit, he was the quarterback twenty-four and fourteen games. Last season, let's look. I think <coughs> he had a 
I mean, he still finished outside of top 12 quarterback territory in every game ex- in five in 11 of 16, 17 games. How, so, however, you finish as, as top 10 in the NFL, uh, as not healthy. being a top that's 10 QB. I don't know how that works, but he, sta- he stayed healthy. That's part of it. He stayed healthy. That, 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 that drives it up a little bit. So I like Jared Goff. I don't like him as much as you do. I don't think anybody in fantasy likes Jared Goff as much as you do. That's your man. Stake your claim on it. We got we got to keep going, though. We got to keep going. We can talk about this Jared Goff debate all day. <sighs> With the next one, though, this is where it gets a little tough for me. I'm actually going to go with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown with the 2-6. I don't think you'll I'll hear too much maybe disagreement from you here. No. Philadelphia tied to the Philadelphia Eagles offense shown despite what we were concerned about playing with a dual threat quarterback last year in a web offense with a lot of passing targets he was extremely successful over 1500 yards receiving I believe so AJ Brown one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and you get that age as well should be that way for a long time what do you think yeah, I have no arguments. He's in a great offense, has uh, a lot of uh, exposure to high-value touches. This team's going to be in the red zone a lot. I th- I mean, if someone that can easily have a double-digit touchdown season, I could see him finishing anywhere from you know, 10 to 14, given the right opportunity. I know the team still runs a lot, but at the same time, they're down in the red zone. They're down in this you know, scoring opportunity space quite often. So I, I still think that that should be in his potential uh, expected outcomes. Obviously, you still have, you know, some bigger targets down there like, you know, uh, Dallas Goddard. I don't think big Devontae Smith is a big red zone threat, but he is, a uh, you know, a, a threat as far as uh, being a field breaker. Right. Like he can he can definitely steal some uh, some big splash plays from A.J. Brown. But I think the presence of both of them, you know, feeds into the opportunities of the other. Right. Like there's no situation where you can absolutely double up both of those guys. They're going to help each other's games out. So, yeah, in a very good situation here. Uh, yeah. No arguments with uh, with AJ Brown at this pick. Where are you headed with the next one, my friend? Hmm, I was thinking about a position player as well. Tu, 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 tu. Yeah, CMC is available, right? We go CMC. Mm-hmm. That's I still think that's kind of a drop for CMC. It's getting us getting caught up in our our QB takes here. Uh, I don't. I still don't see CMC typically slipping this this far. Um, still in a very good situation for at least the next two seasons. He's in an offense that is going to flood him with touches. And while you may be upset here and there, as Elijah Mitchell may come in and vulture a touchdown, maybe a big splash play or two, I think that the, the situation with the 49ers, because they score so many points, there could be some scenarios where, yeah, you see the bus get parked and CMC's not in the field in the fourth quarter. But I think that that helps his long potential longevity. Uh, I do think he's in a good situation where they have enough guys where they can diverge from CMC at certain points, and that's going to help his potential health for the next two to three seasons. Uh, again, someone other than Bijan Robinson and Derrick Henry, if I have to bet that's going to have 300 touches this season, it's CMC. You have that upside in the running game. You have that upside in the receiving game. Still a lot to love here. This is a this is a fall for him. I, I think probably. You know, a lot of times I still see him going close to the to the turn, you know, within like three to four picks of uh, uh, pick 12. You, you won't get me holding the bag on a running back entering his seventh season in the middle of the second round of a dynasty league. I don't care who it is. It's for better or worse. Maybe it burns me the next couple of seasons, but I usually play. I like to play in three year windows, but 
running backs, I'm always pretty I usually it has to be in their first couple of years in the league for me to want to go this high. So I'm I'm usually fading Christian McCaffrey. He's one of my cells in dynasty leagues because he usually does go this high because uh but yeah, I mean we're just one year removed from him considering being very injury prone. I know we don't bet on injuries, but still a little concerning to me. Mm, this is where it starts getting super tough here. Ah, who do I want? I just because mm, all right, all right, all right, I got it. I'm going to go with Okay, I'm going to go Bryce Young. Nope, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. I have C.J. Stroud ahead of my rankings. I forgot he was still on the board here. Uh, actually, no, I'm going changing it. I'm, I'm pulling it. I'm changing it, guys. I can't do it. Can't go C.J. Stroud here. You can't, it's just, you can't. What do you, what do you do? What are you doing here? I'm going back. I'm changing the player. Doing the first time in this draft. I'm going Garrett Wilson, I've decided. Nope, Garrett Wilson it is. Final are decision. Sure? Are you yep. positive? positive this time it's this Garrett doesn't Wilson. fly in the fantasy streets man you do that you do that in a draft that ain't, ain't gonna work nope no nope, breaking pause the rules. excuse me excuse me does anyone have a problem with me pausing the draft right now yep i'm doing it i'm one of those guys i'll make you pause like i picked the wrong guy <laughs> big switch everybody stop 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 <laughs> no nope, garrett wilson's my pick here tied to air you know i think if we're one of the most likely guys i think to jump in to that uh maybe that could jump into that wide receiver three by the end of this season with uh, behind Jamar Chase and Jester Jefferson, supreme talent. I just give me that starting wide receiver for hopefully the next uh, half decade, as opposed to some of the riskier quarterbacks here. So I'm going to go uh, Garrett Wilson. Rookie of the year. Uh, really no, uh, no complaints out of me here. Um, let's stay with the skill position. Uh, give me Tyreek Hill. Screw it. Another another win now player. That is a win now player. J- Jamie brought up some uh, comment I didn't see about the Christian McCaffrey. The, the difference the difference between when um, Elijah Mitchell was out there and when mm-hmm. he wasn't out there. So mm-hmm. that is another great point, Jamie. So hopefully Elijah I Mitchell. Think- I think where they were in the season, play. though, I I don't think that they were in a position where they were like, you know, they needed to win, 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 win. I think it was more the back end of the season, if I remember that right, yeah. where, you know, they weren't in a situation where, again, they needed to flood their best player with touches. And again, I, I still see that happening. And I don't think in those weeks that you were really like undernourished with fantasy points from CMC. I'd have to go back and look. But uh, if I remember correctly, it was like the last few games that Mitchell had come back for, and let me see here. I mean, I mean, dude, there was no point in time where CMC had less than, I'm going down to like the last handful of games, 20 points, 19, 20, 20, 19, 19, 18. Yeah, maybe he took some carries from him. Maybe he took some touches, but were you really hurt in fantasy from it? Yeah, sure, the ceiling came down a little bit. But again, I don't think that that's a terrible situation to be in for CMC. When he was with Carolina, he was just enamored with touches. The, the volume was through the roof. At There's a certain point where it gets irresponsible and you need to manage you know, your exposure to the contact. It's a very physical position to play. So I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, going into the Tyree kill take, again, it's a win-now pick. Like, like don't, don't get me wrong, but I think that he can easily still have more production with the last three receiver, uh, three receivers that were selected. Uh, I, I feel like that's a, a tough, tough argument to make right now that Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown, or C.D. Lamb are going to finish this season and maybe even the next, you know, with more fantasy points in Tyree Kill. Do you, would you argue that? 
CD Lamb certainly could do it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're and you're. I, I, hey, I think Amon Ra could do it. Or we don't have Amon Ra. That's AJ Brown. Sorry. I, I think that AJ Brown could do it too with the, with a high expectation of outcomes, right? Like you know, getting like those double digit uh, touchdowns, like I had mentioned. But the way that the Dolphins have been using Tyreek Hill, like it's absolutely criminal to Jalen Waddle. He had like 60 more targets than Waddle last season. And we also saw Tyreek Hill play a bit better when uh, Tua Tagovailoa was out, when you had Skylar Thompson in the lineup, when you had Teddy Bridgewater there. I like Jalen Waddle, you know, more than Tyreek Hill for longevity purposes. What we've seen from Jalen Waddle has been incredibly good. But at the same time, you know, when you're looking at this next two to three year window, I think that Tyreek Hill, you know, edges these other guys in the outcomes for top five at his position. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle with my next pick. And if I just did a little short write up on him the other day and he was I looked it up. He was he's like number 12 in all time for receiving yards through his first two NFL seasons. Jalen Waddle putting himself in elite territory. Very productive, a little bit more dependent on Tua being out there. But if Tua is out there and healthy, this can still be – he can have dynamic weeks, even with Tyreek Hill. They can both get theirs because they both get a dominant share of the targets in the offense. So Jalen Waddle, give me the younger guy. That's just me and Dynasty, especially my first few picks. I'd like guys who are going to be my starters at least for the next few seasons. So Jalen Waddle. Great, great value here, I think, as well. And I'm going to keep pushing the quarterbacks down. I don't know why. I got a little overzealous with the quarterbacks over there. I'm going to keep pushing them down a little bit. Where are you going with the next pick? Uh, this next one's tough because um, I, I kind of want to switch back to the quarterbacks. We've had a, a run of like five here, but I think that does still make sense, you know, per the, the heavy quarterback exposure here through the first round. We only had two skill position players taken. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Let's go with Jonathan Taylor. Still 24 years old. Anthony Richardson coming into the, coming into this offense. I think a lot of people are down on Taylor because of that, because they're expecting Richardson to be taking some of these valuable red zone touches. But I think it betters the situation for both guys. Another team that has a good offensive line. The, the offensive line has struggled the past few seasons, but I think you know with the addition of Taylor, obviously he helped out. You know, made it the group maybe look a little bit better than what they were with his explosive his explosiveness and his athleticism and then adding a rushing quarterback to the group, I think just really creates problems for opposing defenses. I think that we're going to see a big bounce back year from Jonathan Taylor. And I trust his two to three year window, uh, you know, pretty similarly with a lot of other running backs. There was only other one running back that I would have uh, put right here. And that would have been Brees Hall. But I think also coming back from injury, the offense probably going to be passing a little bit more. Whereas I feel the Colts are going to run a little bit more. I, I, I lean into Taylor just a smidge. And that goes in just, you know, small differences. But, yeah, that would have been my next pick, and I would have taken Brees Hall just ahead of Jonathan Taylor. I know that there's a risk with the injury. Maybe he doesn't start off 2023 yeah, really strong. There's risk with both of them coming back. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but Brees Hall, we saw the receiving upside last year. I think he, we've seen what he can do. He has that kind of Christian McCaffrey, that Austin Eckler, just ridiculous 20 plus point game weekly outcome. I think he could be, I think if he didn't tear his ACL, we're probably talking about the dynasty RB one, even ahead of Bijan Robinson this season. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good value here. Brees Hall, one of the best offense, you know, one of the best running, you know, just as a pure talent too, you know, he's probably top five or six running back prospect over the last decade. So, you know, really, really a uh, good value here. And hopefully we see him bounce back to his usual self by the second half of 2023. 
where are you going with the first pick in round three, my friend? Give me Chris Olave. Okay. I was I was thinking about going with uh, Travis Kelsey for the flirting with a stack. You know, we got Patrick Mahomes up at pick one. Well, let me go with Chris Olave, uh, someone who had a great rookie season, expecting him to take a big step forward. There are a lot of weapons that have been added to this offense with the Saints, but I feel that there's a much higher trust level with Derek Carr at quarterback. Again, not a name brand QB. You know, doesn't have the best brand like you know like Jared Goff has had, but. You know, a lot of people are down on him because of his, you know, his prior production, right? He hasn't put up huge numbers. He's been he's been inaccurate, but obviously the Saints see something in him and there's you know going to be a playbook built around Derek Carr and the weapons at the helm. Chris Olave looks absolutely amazing. Um, could have uh, pushed Garrett Wilson uh, for the rookie of the year last season. But I think down the stretch, you know, he gave out some underwhelming performances uh, someone that I like a lot moving forward. And I do still feel like is kind of a value here. Like I probably would have edged out Alave over Jalen Waddle. I like the situation for Waddle, but Waddle's also competing with touches with Tyreek Hill and, you know, a bevy of, uh, you know, Miami running backs who could even add in a Dalvin Cook. Uh, so where I, I really like Waddle a lot, like the the player, I don't love the situation. So I could have seen Alave go, uh, you know, at a similar ADP. So I, I really like him here to start the third round. All right, Alave. So we've seen a strong stretch of non-quarterbacks go here. And I am actually, I think I'm going to keep, I think I'm going to actually keep the trend going. I'm going to grab Amon Ross St. Brown. Should, you know, if Jared Goff, my goodness, is a mid-second round pick in Dynasty Leagues, this Amon Ross St. Brown pick is going to have to pay off in the early third round. I mean, my goodness. So I I really like the value. I think, yeah, especially those first six weeks this year, he's going to have a supreme target share. And I don't think that'll change. Even after Jamison Williams come back, it might just even open up the offense even more for Amon mm-hmm. Ra St. Brown. What do you think? Oh, I 100% agree with you. I think Amon Ra has potential to be a top five receiver this upcoming season. Uh, my only concern, yeah, is Jamison Williams just for dynasty purposes. A lot of people are predicting that he's going to come in and not necessarily take over, but at least provide enough of a presence to demand you know a, a strong share of the offense. What I like about the situation, though, no TJ Hawkinson. Like other than these two receivers and Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown, what are you looking at? Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds. I do expect Jameer Gibbs to be the to have the third highest target share in this offense. I think that he's going to be used a lot as a pass catcher. You just don't have many other electric weapons there. I know that, you know, Goff has a relationship with Josh Reynolds. We've seen him click with Khalif Raymond, but I think it's big, big wheels up for Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams when he gets back. Amon Ra had 146 targets last season. I believe that he can climb from that number. I believe that he can get to 150 or 160 targets this upcoming season. Uh, he's a great value right there. Very, very in between for me between Waddle, Alave, and St. Brown. I think Alave may have a bit of a better like build and maybe like long-term potential like career path. But Amon Ra, you have to love, love, love right now for a good solid two to three year window. I yeah, I I, I agree. And like I said, if you if you're taking Jared Goff in the second round, I think this is gonna be yeah, I mean Amon Ross St. Brown's gonna be his go-to target. So with that, I I I don't think you guys can hear it, but I have my roommates have let a kettle pot going. And while you're telling the folks about your next pick, I'm going to briefly go turn that off really quick. So give me two seconds, Justin, dive into your next pick. All right, be right back. Your roommates aren't giving birth. 
Uh, let's see. My next pick here. Uh, trying to look at the board. Mm, let's go with Devonta Smith. Emerson can't really put it up there, but yeah, we'll go with Devonta Smith. Uh, someone that we've seen the Eagles lean on uh, quite a bit, especially down the stretch last year while Dallas Goddard was injured. We saw him take on a much larger target share. And when given the opportunity, he brought home the bacon. Uh, Buddy had great p- uh, production down the stretch last year. Uh, Devonta Smith was the pick Emerson. So his last handful of games, 8, 13, 12, 8, 8. I'm just going to keep going. Eight, 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 nine, nine targets. Like he was an absolute smash down the second half of the last season. Obviously, the you know inequity in his stats are touchdowns. Like he is not going to be a big red zone target, but at the same time, he creates you know a ton of field breaking opportunity. Like I mentioned before, where he's going to constantly be involved in this offense that you know most defenses are predicting is going to be run dominant because of their you know bevy of rushing weapons. They've added DeAndre Swift. Jalen Hurts is not necessarily a lock, but high probability to hit you know double digit touchdowns on the ground himself. So I. I think that he is going to be a, a, a good value for the next couple of seasons, especially in that offense. Devontae Smith, man, he's a polarizing player for me. I know he's, he finished as the wide receiver 10 last year, which feels crazy. You know, it doesn't feel like almost, it, you know, you don't even think of him as a wide receiver one, but he did finish as a wide receiver one. Despite the, the lack of maybe available targets with a dual threat quarterback with Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown, he still managed to find a way to succeed. But that's my concern is man, this Philadelphia offense is going to have to stay the best in the NFL for him to be a wide, a perennial wide receiver. One, I think, could he end up just kind of in that more as a high end wide receiver too? That's kind of the same reason. My same, I use T Higgins and Devonte Smith. I talk about them almost the same way. Just, mm-hmm. I love the players, but, over the next few seasons, if they are tied to the offense that they're in, what's their high range of outcomes? I think we might have just seen it with Devontae Smith, his highest range of outcomes. So I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that consistently. However, he is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL skill-wise. So I bet on talent over situation usually anyway. So I agree. Whew. Do we jump back to the quarterbacks here? Pick a tight it's end, time. Emerson. Do it. No, no, absolutely not. I can't. My, I'm a dynasty ageist at heart. I cannot take 33 year old Travis Kelsey this early. Although, Aww, especially if, like if, Kyle, if, Pitts. if <sighs> Kyle Pitts, it's I can't do it yet. The middle of the third close. round, I, I I don't feel bad about it. We're getting close to Kyle Pitts territory, but not yet. I feel like I can even get him lower here coming up. So I'm going to go C.J. Stroud. I have him as my quarterback too. I am getting close. You know the. I love what we're hearing about in Carolina Panthers camp from Bryce Young. However, that's not – I knew that he was going to be really good in practice, Bryce Young. That wasn't what was concerning to me. I'm just concerned about his ability to hold up, what he's going to add with his rushing upside. So I see C.J. Stroud, somebody who is very athletic, wasn't asked to rush at Ohio State with his elite receiving weapons, but has shown is a very underrated athlete, showed out some rushing ability against Georgia in the college football playoff last year. Doesn't have the flashy pass, not not a gunslinger kind of like Bryce Young is, doesn't have that deep ball, but very accurate, methodical, doesn't make many mistakes. I think C.J. Stroud, the only thing that worries me is the offense around him. Hopefully they can continue to add out talent around him in the 2024 offseason. But C.J. Stroud, somebody who I think could be a valuable super flex starter for a long time, although he may lack that quarterback one upside on a yearly basis. 
Yeah, no, no arguments there. Uh, all of these quarterbacks are going to look good in practice. CJ Stroud and Nico Collins look like they're both going to the Hall of Fame, you know, per OTAs. So, yeah, <laughs> no argument there. Uh, like CJ Stroud a lot, safer floor than, um, than Bryce Young overall, in my opinion, as a stand in the pocket, deliver downfield uh, QB. You and I had this discussion many times during draft season. So, no argument there whatsoever. Where are you going with the next pick? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Feel like this team needs a running back, but uh, yeah, let's 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 throw in some Saquon Barkley. Hard, hard, hard to hate. Hard to hate on some Saquon. Uh, I, I'm not really too worried about all the offseason narratives about you know not being contract ready, not having um, you know a deal in place. I think that they'll they'll get that cleared up. A huge bounce back uh, last season showed that he still had plenty in the tank uh, put up the most rushing yards of his career 1312 and found double digit rushing touchdowns first time since his rookie season uh, love to see the bounce back obviously the Brian Dable effect has been positive I think this team is going to continue to run the ball a lot uh, the Giants were not a bad team last year and their quarterback only threw 15 touchdowns so as you can see there's a strong focus on the ground and pound game Saquon's still going to be a big part of that. Uh, no issues for me going into year six. Um, obviously, he's had some injury concerns, but you know a lot of these guys have. And as you're getting into you know the middle of the third round here, you're going to start looking at guys that you know have solid pass production. But you know we're also looking at age, and we're also looking at do we want to win now? And that, kind of like the identity of our roster, if you will, is starting to unfold. Like, are we going to be a you know go for everything now in year one? Or are we going to you know, kind of set things to build up for the future? I think Barkley is a good median pick between both of those realities. Barkley, you know, I, and I just have to – Jamie is going give to give it to you about this Jared Goff too. I love it. That's a great value that's, for Stroud that's compared to fine. Goff. That's, that's fine. I, I expect the Lions to score more points this season and next season. I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh Man, like I said, don't don't act like we're the haters, okay? When you're the one who's just insane. I have no problem. Now. Hey, buddy, I'll I'll put my hair on the line. All right, everybody on this network loves to comment the hair. Who who do you want? To, who do you want to go toe to toe with uh, Jared Goff? You want a one year bet? You want a two year window bet? I mean, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I ain't afraid. Uh, who? I'll, I'll, uh, who do I want to face Jared Goff this season? That I don't think you think. Oh, uh, man, that, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. No, not, not this year. No, not this year. Not this year. I have Jared Goff all ahead for this season than those guys. So oh, I'll think okay. of a good one. Okay. Yeah, I'll you think, think of, of, you think of a good one. You, and you, we'll, we'll see how uh, how you <laughs> feel about it then. Start, start showing me the names that you're okay with. How about Anthony Richardson? Uh, this season it's risky jamie who do you think who do you who do you think would make a good prop contest for this this season because we're not i mean don't get me wrong like two-year bet think of somebody high jamie because he's very very high on jared goff so think of somebody very good because he's he's i I think we can i think we can get him i think we can get him for a good quarterback one well it's got to be someone that win in the same range like you you can't make me go jared goff up against uh <laughs> smash 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 give me jared goff all day all day over over what are you saying over to oh, what who's he talking about daniel jones this year all Ooh. day all day ah that's that's close i'm gonna have to think about that but i'd have to break it down into my projections I think about it you gotta think look. about that 
Daniel Jones was the I I have to look at. It. I think he might have finished ahead of Jared Goff last season. And he he adds the rushing element. That's what Daniel Jones adds. So I, I really like the upside of Daniel Jones. So I, I'd have to think about that one, Jamie. I think we can even get him for more, though. He's really, really, really high on, on, on Jared Goff. Like I said, I'm trying to do trying to run this dynasty mock. I can't look at my court, my redraft quarterback rankings right now. I'm trying to think of who is my quarterback eight or nine, though. You you don't have him in like Trevor Lawrence territory, do you? Who Jared Goff? Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, you want you want Deshaun Watson? Done. Jared Goff. Done. Done. Oh, Done. Perfect. What do you what are we doing? Fantasy points? Why? How do you want to do it? Fantasy points. Uh, who's scoring? Six point passing touchdown. Oh, gotta be yeah. All right, all right. That's good. I like it. All Give right, Deshaun here we go. Watson. You want to put your hair on the line? Oh man, are we gonna we're we gonna shave our we're we gonna shave our heads at the end of the season? I'm not afraid, buddy. I've done it. These are these are other like Kirk Cousins. I would say is probably equal, but we haven't. These guys haven't even been drafted yet. I would I All would right. assume it needs to be something. Uh, that's a good question, Jamie. Should, should it be points per game or season? Per, you know, per injury. If if an injuries were to come up. Well, I'm also good. I'm also good with it. If if each player just has 14 starts, I've done that before too. All right. So as long 14, as they have four- 14 starts, we'll do it. That we'll do total fantasy points. 14 starts. Sh- loser shaves their head. Right. So and and again, if lot. they don't have fourteen really starts, like if they have, like say like golf or your guy gets injured, you're taking Watson, right? Yep. So if Watson gets hurt and he only plays thirteen games, then we just we just call it. Just call it. Okay. We just don't do it. And this is intense. I really hope I don't lose. I've already shaved my head before. I, I got beat out on like a week seventeen, like DJ Chark versus Devontae oh. Parker. And uh I was leading like the entire season. Uh, I had DJ Chark. And Devontae Parker put up some stupid amount of receiving yards. Uh, that was the prop in his last week. He was wasn't even available for most of the season. <laughs> yeah, I ain't scared, buddy. All right, everybody. Well, that's an exciting bet. Deshaun Watson versus Jared Goff fantasy points in 2023. Loser shaves their head. That'll that we'll Nick have Chubb to, is going we'll to be your enemy. That. Oh, this man. season, Nick Chubb that's- is going to be your least favorite person on the planet this, this is going to be contentious oh my goodness i'm gonna to have to hope hoping deshaun watson catches back up oh god yeah put up a poll put up a poll jamie this is get some eyes on this one. Oh man i'm, I'm gonna be stressed out this season that, that, that that's i'm gonna be more concerned about this than any of my fantasy leagues huh i took Tua with a three six though i know it's risky with with the with the head injuries it could be a concussion away from you know, having a career kind of conversation here, but tied to Mike McDaniels in this offense. I'm, you know, I think we're talking about a guy, you know, if you'd like your pocket passers with pure passing ability, I think he's in a great situation here. What What are your thoughts on Tua then your next pick as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate Tua. Um, I love the situation and I would love for him to just be healthy, you know, like I don't, you know, I don't put anything against any of these players. He honestly wasn't someone that I was high about coming into last season, but the system that McDaniels has put in place, it just works. Like the the offense is built around speed. It's about creating a, a ton of space for you know really good receivers and really good players. Uh, they've got a, a great room of running backs. I still really like you know all things considered in their age, but Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, they really work in this offense. And there's obviously a ton of talk that we're bringing in Dalvin Cook. I think that the weapons around. To a, and the talent levels are very high, and the situation with the play, the playbook, and the play calling, it all fits his needs. 
So McDaniels has done a great job with that. And I know there was a ton of fun on social media last year about McDaniels saying he really throws the most accurate ball and this and that. Like, I don't really care about any of that stuff. Um, I wish him and hope uh, the best for him. I don't hate him at this ADP going in the third round. Honestly, I see him going a lot higher in uh, in my uh, dynasty startups. I see him probably at uh, like the Jared Goff or the Anthony Richardson or even the Kyler Murray territory. So I've seen a lot of people really high on him. And I think that's because of the obvious recency bias, right? Like you look at what he could have done last season, uh, you know, with 100 percent health or just, you know, not taking on the the brutal injuries and getting hit in the head because obviously when he came back, he, you know, the first couple of games he didn't look like amazing, uh, but as the season went on, he, you know, seemed like he re- kind of returned to form. Um, so I think that, again, you know, the outlook hasn't always been positive, but I think that there's a lot of good things to like about right now. And, yeah, knock on wood, you just got to avoid, you know, some really big hits. You know, hopefully Buddy starts going down to the ground, protects himself a little bit, you may not like it in, you know, some of your leagues where, you know, you maybe take on negative points for sack yards and things like that. But I, I think that that's maybe diving a little bit too, you know, far into, into the tea leaves. Great situation. They're going to pass the ball a ton. The offense has a ton of speed. Great downfield accuracy. And I believe he led the league last year in um, passer rating. So good stuff from uh, from Tua recently. All right. Where are you going with the next pick? Uh, ba 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 Hmm. Man, tough, 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 tough. Give me Josh Jacobs. Give me Josh Jacobs. All right. Going down. Going for that win now, team. Yeah, he's still 25 years old, though. I think he's got a lot to a lot to give still. He's coming off of his best season. Uh, he is not in the, the best situation right now with the Raiders. I think that we could see him move on to uh, another team this next season. It doesn't seem like they're committed to him long term. I thought I think we all thought the uh, you know, he was in the in the body bag. He was six feet deep, you know, last uh, hall last year's Hall of Fame game. Right. Why is this guy playing? <laughs> Everyone was losing their minds. It was uh, it was uh, the end of Josh Jacobs, right? You know, from appearing in a uh, Hall of Fame preseason game, coming off like I said, you know, his best season, one of the best running backs in the league last year. The offense just right now just looks like it's going to be something very similar, right? Like they don't have a big threat at, at quarterback. The expectation is is that this team isn't going to pass the ball a ton, and it should be a lot, a lot of touches again for Josh Jacobs this next season. And I don't think that he's going to get into a situation after the Raiders where he's going to just fade. Oh, yeah, let me go somewhere and get a, a contract that's not going to warrant you know, a, a high inclusion into the offense, right? If he leaves the Raiders, he's going to go somewhere on a good investment for himself, which is going to be a lot of money, which will most likely mean a lot of touches and a lot of usage in that offense. Josh Jacobs, $2,000 purpose yards last year, best season of his career, certainly set to get another high volume of touches again this season. Who I know, I just can't let him fall any far. I know Team 8 has two quarterbacks. If I was considering, if I had actual Team 8, I wouldn't do it. I'm going to take Bryce Young, though. Damn, uh, three quarterbacks. I know. I, I, if I was actually building a dynasty team, I might avoid this. And actually, well, taking – Taking the best player available is not a bad approach. I've done it. I've taken seven quarterbacks in a row to start my dynasty league. Problem with what? that is, especially what? if you're, yeah, man, take the why best did, player you available. You know, these, you have these dynasty super flex drafts where people want to push down the quarterbacks and you're just like, I'll take that, take them, take him, take him. And, and then people, of course, they, they, people 
this causes this causes fights. People are like, you can't do yeah. that. You can't do that. No, you uh, can. I would be like, keep going, buddy. That's what I would be saying. If I was at the opposite end of that draft, I'd be like, keep going, pal. It works Don't out well now. for a couple drafters who went who got their quarterbacks early, and then I'm then I'm taking the quarterbacks from the other drafters and the other drafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's an interesting, but it gives you what you have to be willing to do though is sit on them. You can't like expect especially when drafters just faded the quarterbacks, you can't expect them to all of a sudden the day after the draft be willing to pay you all, all what you want for these quarterbacks. Right. And have to sit on them maybe even for a year, you know, do that, have that productive struggle, get that number one pick. And then over the course of time, you'll be able to sell those valuable quarterbacks. I mean, but I've drafted like six or seven quarterbacks in dynasty in a startup. I just don't do them all in a row. Like I just, oh, yeah, I, I, just didn't me. I, just I take best that. player available all the time, but. And do the dice. Yeah, like I was like scooping up Tom Brady as like my fourth QB, you know, a couple of seasons ago, and then yeah, I, I was able to flip him. That was yeah, that's exactly what you're saying is, is exactly right. But I just don't do it seven in a row. That's just like man, like that's going never nude. Like that's like that's wearing the jean shorts straight up the butthole. Like I don't I don't know about all that. That's that's right my style. <laughs> Bryce Bryce Young. <laughs> Next up here. Uh, yeah, grip, one of the best pure passers to come mm. out in the last few years. My just concern is the size. Doug Flutie is the closest size comparison. Just there's a lot working against him. He's not going to add anything with his legs likely because of that. They're not going to want to put him out there. Does have athletic ability to move around in the pocket, though. Uh, if, if Bryce Young stays healthy, though, and they keep improving him around, and this is a bargain probably for the number one pick in this past year's draft. I think that's a good bargain pick just because I, again, I see him, I see Stroud and, and Young going closer to like Alave and St. Brown. So I, I don't hate that. What about the 3 9? Getting tough, getting tough. A lot of different options here. You know who I really like? Let's go with Najee Harris. This is more of like a, like a personal preference. 25 years old, actually similar age to Josh Jacobs, but a lot less miles on the legs. Finished as running back three his rookie season. Didn't have a strong start to last year, but then still finished as running back 14. I still think that this team is going to try to run the ball a lot and that Najee Harris will be the focal point of the offense. He's going to be their identity. The team just doesn't believe – I don't think that the team doesn't believe in Kenny Pickett, but they don't believe in him enough to the point where they're going to let him throw the ball 35 times a game and, and you really shouldn't need to with Najee Harris there uh, Najee was great in his rookie season with Ben Roethlisberger again catching a lot of passes uh, he did regress in that aspect from 74 to 41 from year one to year two and obviously that showed in in the regression right from running back three to 14 uh, had 1200 rushing yards year one on 307 carries year two just 272 with about 1,008. But again, he had a very, very inefficient start to last season. As the team, you know, or as I, as I should say, the season went on, the team got better, the offensive line was better, and so was Najee Harris. It felt like as soon as the media started talking about Jalen Warren, Najee Harris was wagging that finger like, nah, son, this is my kitchen. You want to cook, you better get in line, all right? So uh, what I really like is that he did still have 10 total touchdowns in back-to-back -back seasons seven rushing and three receiving. I think that he still has a very reliable role in this offense. And I think that we could still uh, progress forward with that. Like maybe you don't see 70 plus receptions, but I think that we could easily get into like the fifties or sixties again, this upcoming season. 
Kenny Pickett takes a step forward. The offense in general takes a step forward. I still love this situation for Najee. All right. And yes, Jamie, that is a six point touchdowns with 14 games played. That is the bet between Jared Goff and Deshaun Watson. With my 310 here, I'm going to get, I'm going to grab Kyle Pitts. I know it's, uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to grab Kravis Kelsey. Kravis Kelsey. Kravis Kelsey. Kravis Kelsey. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Kravis at the 310. I'm assuming, you know what, I'm going to throw, you know, I'm going to assume this is a, you know, a real tight end premium draft, add an extra point to those catches. Travis Kelsey, I think, could have an outstanding next three years here. And I think with the Lamar Jackson and C.D. Lamb team, that's dangerous. And you're probably going to be able to, we're not going to do it, but, you know, there's a few quarterbacks left. You could probably grab a Daniel Jones or something, Kirk Cousins possibly, with mm-hmm. that pick coming around here at the end of the four. So I like that pick. What about you? What, where is your last pick in the draft? <sighs> Next time we got to use the same board. <clears throat> oh man, up in the air between these next two guys. Let's go with T. Higgins. Still love T. Okay. Higgins a lot. Obviously, he's still playing second fiddle to Jamar Chase, but him as an individual, he's just a very good football player. And you and I have discussed this before. Like he, he still has a really good safe floor with the Bengals. But I think that for Dynasty, his prospects and like big momentous seasons are going to be found on another roster. So this is kind of like a, a bet of transition after this season that you know he's going to be you know headed out of Cincinnati and he's going to again kind of similar to Josh Jacobs, he's going to chase a situation that's going to warrant a lot of money that will also you know warrant a big role in whatever offense that he goes to because if he's the number one if he's on any other team in the league he can easily be a number one guy i mean yeah he goes to the rams you know he's not better than cooper cup but you know he goes to say like the giants he's the he's the number one guy he goes to the titans he's the number one guy the you know the houston texans etc cetera, etc cetera. So I think that, you know, in a lot of situations, he has higher, you know, ceiling, higher potential production. That's what I'm going to bet on. Uh, Again, this being dynasty, I feel like I still am getting the talent at a little bit of a better value. And I'm expecting a lot of production from him for the years to come, whether it be with Cincinnati or another team. Safe career floor, I feel like. I agree with that. Exactly what T. Higgins provides. Very, very good player. Finishing up my draft here, I'm going to grab a Daniel Jones. I think, just like Jamie said, I think, you know, it's it's going to be a – this is a career-defining year for Daniel Jones. Is it going to be what we saw last season? Can he build on that? They did get him Darren Waller, but still not the best receiving weapons. Schedule is going to be tougher, but Daniel Jones does have – I think he is a good player, and I think he could string together multiple quarterback one seasons – here considering the fact he has that rushing upside to him over 700 yards rushing i believe last year uh, number five i think in the nfl in rushing yards if i remember correctly number seven somewhere in that range uh but daniel jones very high end of outcome especially if new york giants over the next couple seasons can add a wide receiver to that room as well great draft though justin thank you i think we covered a lot of our own i think we we had a lot of differencing opinion which was nice to hear we have a huge bet now jared goff versus deshaun watson to see who's going to shave their head jamie's already posted it on facebook so now it is official we have we have somebody who's putting it out there in the world so here we go i'll I'll be getting it out there don't worry buddy 
Uh, if you're still listening, like, subscribe, rating to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it wherever you may be listening. Justin, anything you want to shout out? Are you and Andrew hopping on freaking bicycle, like still bicycles and cardio doing club underdog is over? Cardio club is over. Cardio club Emerson. is over. Okay. So you know we've we've just been back into the uh, in the in the classroom, if you will. You know, I saw that. I saw that this talking week. some uh, some zero RB. You know, some some overpriced receivers, some hero receivers. You know, going a little back and forth of the old villains and heroes and whatnot. So, yeah, come stop on by this week. I believe we're tackling uh, weekly winners. We're going over the weekly winner opportunities on Best Ball, and uh, I think this week we might bring back a live draft. Not not certain yet. All right, fabulous. Well. Thank you for everybody. Have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. I'm going to be hitting the farmer's market, and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Jamie, shout out to you for always being the best listener as well. Thank you. That is true. Appreciate you, Jamie.